0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Passport Phone Wallet, your sometimes bi-weekly podcast where we share our adventures, our misadventures and give you travel tips. I am one half of this dynamic duo, I am of course AJ and I am joined by my better half, Al.
1: Better half? I mean... I think you 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 should be referring to me more as the you know the the equivalent of a, a speed bump on a runway by this point. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, you're not. bad. Oh, all right. Well, I, I, clearly I've just taken you on holiday if uh, <laughs> if you're in this good of a mood, uh, which we did. We've we've literally just got back from uh, from America, which we'll obviously talk about in a uh, a little bit, but um, not today, of course, but. Um, Yeah, that's probably why you're in a good mood, I would say.
0: Yeah, and I have to say, it's actually quite nice to be home. It has been a chaotic two months. Mm. Um, And you have probably seen on Instagram, we have been super busy. We have had so many incredible trips. And it's now time to reflect. So we are going to talk about the incredible trip that we took over Christmas um, to Iceland. We spent what was it 72 hours? It was three nights or something like that in um in Reykjavik um over Christmas. Um yep. I have to say it was an incredible trip and I cannot wait to tell you all about it.
1: Well, let's not keep them in suspense anymore, AJ. Let's um <laughs> let, let's right. launch right into it. Let's not waste time. <laughs>
0: right. So um, okay i know how i've just said oh yeah it was it was such a great trip i have to say the airport experience was probably one of the most tiring and the worst experiences i've ever had
1: which which end the going back
0: both ways um keflavik airport is a bit of a hike um so there's only one international airport that flies in and out of iceland Uh, which is Keflavik and it's I think the bus took to to get to Reykjavik time like 45 minutes it was was closer to an
1: hour closer to an hour I'd say it it
0: was it was quite long and because of the distance there aren't that many options on how to get to Reykjavik Um, so the most common one is the, um, the fly bus um which is the one that i would say 80 plus percent people use um and it was expensive um and it took ages um what were your thoughts on on the bus uh the transfer to and from Reykjavik from the airport
1: oh, oh, um well, first of all, it's it's a it's about a, from the UK, it's about a three-hour flight. I think it's two hours and forty-five minutes or something along those lines. Yeah. But we we took off a little bit late, um, so again, it just it, it adds to that that just time and things like that because you're you're queuing up and all that sort of jazz. You get to Kevlovik and you think, oh yay, I'm 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 not far. It it, it just adds another hour onto it. So what ter- what what really should have been about Two and a bit hours, or what you what you're sort of told is two and a bit hours, actually is closer to four, um, mm. or or a bit over four hours. So by the time you get to Reykjavik, depending on what time you land, like we landed at night, um, it, it can eat up a, a fair bit of your day, and you are a bit, it, it it genuinely feels like you all you've done is travel on on that day. It's 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 a much longer flight than it's sort of billed to be um and i didn't find the transfer there it was questionable because it says hotel to hotel which yeah you can probably shed a little bit more light on this than me but i i wasn't overly impressed with the you you stop at a a bus station um once you get to Reykjavik and then you get on another bus which takes you to your hotel it wasn't really again it, it, it was never really sort of told to us that way um
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm guessing I'm, I'm
1: guessing I'm guessing you're pretty much the same.
0: Yeah. Um. When when I originally booked the transfers, so the transfers were 50 pounds per person for a return transfer, as you said, airport to hotel. So I was like, oh, great. That's super easy. What they don't tell you when you book it, as you've rightly said, is it's two buses. So you get a big coach from the airport to Reykjavik bus station Um, but when you board it you tell them what hotel you're going to and they give you like a coloured ticket and then when you get to um, Reykjavik bus station there's about six different colours of these mini shuttle buses and then the mini shuttle bus takes you to your hotel. And that's absolutely fine. That's a really good setup, especially because Reykjavik's quite a small, small city. But I just wish I'd known that.
1: Yeah, we weren't told it.
0: They don't, they don't say it on the, um, on the website. They don't say it um, on your tickets or anything like that. Um, once, once you realise that's what's happening, it's you, you know, it's absolutely fine. It was exactly the same because. Um, Reykjavik excursions a uh, is the company that does the the transfers to and from the airport with the fly bus but we'll talk about it later they were the same company that did the hotel to sky lagoon transfers and we knew then uh when we were getting our transfers to sky lagoon because it was the same company we knew then we were like oh okay so a, a shuttle bus is going to come pick us up and then we're going to have to change to get on the big coach at um at Reykjavik bus station and that's what happened um but yeah I just I just wish it was a little bit clearer um that was the only real pain in the arse about the entire trip um but yeah that's the bad bit out of the way <laughs> now we can talk about the stuff
1: <laughs> again I, I love it how you 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 said that was the only pain in the arse on the trip I mean I, I'm I'm touched I, I normally get slated in these podcasts for being a pain in the arse so Did you really have a really good time with me? (laughs) Well, for for all
0: transparency about the trip, bearing in mind it was over Christmas, so we did have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day there, I did make you bring matching pyjamas to wear the hotel. Uh, So we had matching fair Christmas pyjamas. And I also made you wear a... christmas jumper so a lovely fair isle knit um style jumper with like reindeer on it and snowflakes on it um and to your credit you did wear it you wear all of christmas eve you wore it to to the airport at edinburgh and things like that and i think you were the only
1: person with like christmas related you know jumper on let let me let me make one thing quite clear no 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 let me make one thing quite clear you may have suggested it but I ran with that. I was one hundred percent on board with matching pajamas and the the uh, Christmas jumper. It's Christmas. I can get away with that. I can wear whatever the fuck I want. And it was comfortable. i'm I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. I don't care. It was comfy as fuck. It really was. Yeah. And I you am really all for. What was that?
0: You really embraced the Christmas spirit.
1: Yes, I did. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed at all.
0: All right. Well, are you ready for a wee pause? Um, because I think it's only right now we go into some fun facts.
1: Sounds good. We got fun facts
0: with AJ. OK, so some fun facts about Iceland. Um. Iceland's actually quite a small country, like population-wise. I was really shocked when I was doing research for the episode. Um, the population of Iceland's only 375,000 for the entire island. Ooh. That is tiny. That's like half the population of Glasgow, less than half the population of Glasgow. Um, so, yeah, very, very small, small country. Um there are an it's only right to mention this um there are over 130 active volcanoes in Iceland
1: yes and one nearly erupted when uh when when we, when we just before we were going there we yeah,
0: going through some some uh, volcanic activity on the Reykjanes peninsula <laughs> uh, which did not disrupt any of our trip um but yes there's over 130 active volcanoes um Iceland has no army air force or navy
1: do they not no
0: Mm. they have yeah no army no air force or no navy and um a fact which um i'm sure you will love is um beer was illegal in iceland until 1989.
1: yes you did tell me that when we were there
0: Yep. yep Um, and also, one of my routine favourite facts about Iceland—it would be ridiculous not to mention it—is it is very common practice for native Icelanders not to have surnames.
1: Yeah, we uh, obviously we'll talk about this when we go into the um, museum stuff later later on. But yeah, that was a really weird one as well.
0: Yeah, once once you realise um, that they don't have surnames and how how their their names are constructed, you you will never unsee it. And you will very quickly ascertain um, who may or may not have Icelandic heritage based off of it. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, And obviously, the the final whip around is, uh, for our facts, is they use the Icelandic krona for their currency. They drive on the right side of the road and they use the type c and f plug outlets we cannot forget those plugs we love some plugs
1: yeah apparently we do um i thought there was going to be some sort of like test. you said there was going to be a quiz or something for me
0: there is going to be a test i'm about to get to it (laughs) Right. so in the production meeting i said to al i says look i'm going to give you a quiz uh and he knows nothing about it so it's only right and correct to mention given the fact that we were in Iceland over Christmas they don't actually believe in Santa Claus um they have what are called yule lads and there are 13 yule lads and what they do um throughout December in Reykjavik which I think is awesome is they do it's kind of like a little scavenger hunt Um, So you can go around and try and find the Yule Lads. The Yule Lads are normally, um, given how little daylight they have in December, they normally only have about four hours during winter solstice. Um, They do like projections on buildings. Um, So you can see the projections of these Yule Lads. um, And then they have a big statue for the Christmas cat. So I've got five names here. uh, And you have to tell me whether or not they're Yule Lads.
1: All right. Okay, okay, yeah, th- th- this is going to go horribly wrong, but yeah, go on.
0: Okay, so is the spoon liquor a Yule Lad? Yes or no? Yes, yes, it is. The door slammer is that a Yule Lad? No, it is. Oh. The sausage swiper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to say yes, because I really want that to be right.
0: It is. Yes, it is. Sure. <laughs> the doorway sniffer. Um, no. I'm going to go no. Yes.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> and The final one is the window peeper.
1: See, I, I was really hoping you were going to end it like, and Josh. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: the window peeper is the window peeper a lad? yes or
1: no um well let's see That all of them sound a little bit creepy but that one sounds particularly creepy like so i'm gonna go no for that one yes Okay. All right. All good.
0: Three of them aren't names of Yule Ads. As I said, there's thirteen, but yes, they have some some wonderfully creative names. Um I do have to say the doorway sniffer is probably my favorite. Um oh, what as and- opposed
1: to the the sausage swiper or whatever it was? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, sausage swiper. Um so yes. They um they have these your lad projections and it was it was so good to when you're walking around Reykjavik um trying to find them. I think we found six out of the thirteen uh when yeah. we were walking around. Um and uh, we saw the Christmas cat as well, um, who um if I believe I'm right in saying you have to wear new clothes, brand new clothes on Christmas Eve. Otherwise, the Christmas cat eats you.
1: Well, we were we were wearing brand new clothes, so probably why we survived. So. yes, we, yeah. we survived.
0: Um, so yes, um, Iceland has some some really cool traditions, and I have to say they were so welcoming over the festive season. Um, so yeah, Aldi, wanna take us away with a. Uh, your first impressions of walking around Reykjavik and some of the stuff we got up to?
1: Right. So the first thing I'm going to talk about here is, um, it's a little bit of prep as well, but you will see when when you, especially if you plan on going to Iceland during the winter months, you will see so many people telling you what to wear Mm. and different things to wear. And, you know, it'll range from just your normal trainers and jeans and a thick jacket to proper you know um you know what are those things called that you put on your boots the
0: oh uh, the um oh my goodness what they're called not crampons because the crampons are the really proper spiky ones but yeah you can get um like rubber attachments for the soles of your shoes to like yeah provide a grip um but they're yeah. not crampons they're like rubber studs almost
1: yeah yeah, though you can get people will tell you to wear those. They'll tell you to wear waterproof pants and jacket yeah. and wear seventy-five layers and all this other stuff. Right, I will tell you it was what minus seven that first morning when we went Windchills out.
0: Chills of minus twenty. Wind chill of yeah. minus
1: twenty. So fucking cold. Okay, fucking cold. This is what I wore. Okay. Base layer, so I wore like sort of um uh, what's the best way to call them? They're not long johns, I suppose, but they're yeah, they're long johns. Long johns, lo- long long johns. Leggings.
0: Man yeah. leggings.
1: Man leggings. That's what I wore. Them. Hang on, stay with me now. Uh, a shirt, same same sort same sort of material, right?
0: So a long sleeved
1: shirt. Yeah, another a long sleeve yeah. shirt. Then I wore a t shirt over that. I wore my jumper over that and my jacket. And I was mm. fine. I the shoes I wore were just boots, but they were they had decent grip, mean, so not nothing...
0: your jeans and your jeans. People are thinking you're just going around in, in man leggings.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and my jeans, and my jeans, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. That <a laughs> yeah. Yes. So and and obviously yeah my boots that had decent tread on them so nothing over the top just prepared so Mm. the reason I wore that many layers was I knew it was going to be cold but the other thing too is you can always take something off I could take off the jacket or I could take off the jumper and just carry that so as it turned out I needed all of that it was genuinely freezing but I was comfortable Um, my face was cold but I could. You know, weather permitting, I was going to be fine for the entire day. So that's what I'd say to you. Go out with that amount of layers if you're going during the, the the sort of winter seasons. But don't go over the top. You don't need waterproof pants or anything like that. Um, Unless there's some sort of snowstorm or something along those lines, that would be the only if time I'd like ever...
0: Doing the golden circle, if you're, like, going out and you're doing hiking and things like that, that yeah. is totally kettle fish. This is specifically for... If you're just chilling in and around Reykjavik,
1: yeah, exactly. If you if you're doing that, completely different, um, as AJ said, but this was just walking around Reykjavik itself, and yeah, you don't need to spend an absolute fortune getting like snow boots and all this other stuff. It it just it, it's not necessary. So with that said, the first morning we went out, we went and saw the uh, Sun Voyager and the harbour, um, and I've got to say, neither disappoint. Um, obviously, the harbour itself overlooks this giant uh, mountain that's covered in snow. Yes, it is absolutely freezing, but you you get these amazing views. And obviously, because the sun rises so late in the day, we, we left, I think, uh, at about nine o'clock in the morning, and the sun was only starting to come up about 10.30. Yeah. Um, so what, by the time we walked down there, we were getting that first glimpse of sun, and it was a beautiful, clear day. So you get these just incredible photos that you 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 know you see. We'll put we'll put some up on Instagram that we took and and things like that. And yeah, it was it, while while it while it definitely was cold and and things like that. It's it, it's pretty spectacular to see. I mean, what 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 did you think of it?
0: I I thought it was absolutely incredible and. Because of the view of the mountains, because we we walked, as you said, along towards the harbour when we when we went to the Saga Museum, which we'll talk about later, mm. is as the sun was coming up. Because the hills are so pristine,ly white, and it was such a clear day, all the hills were glowing like a shade of like rose quartz. So the hills almost looked like, and the photos we have do not do it justice um yeah it kind of went to like a, a rose quartzy color hue on the hills and mm-hmm. that was so beautiful with with the snow and everything like that um it's hella windy it is hella windy um out the front um towards towards the sun voyager and up through the harbor it's very super windy Um, but I have no regrets of going down there at sunrise. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous. It was a great start to the trip. And I have to say, I was, I was, if there was going to be one time in the trip that I thought we were going to fall because of ice, it would have probably been at that part of town, but I have to say there, there was no bum ice contact, no bum ice contact, no slips. We, we did really, really well. And I have to say the, um, The the Icelanders are obviously very familiar with with the the weather and they they are masters at being able to give you a safe walkable experience um, at that time of year. Um, So I have to say it was it was it was a little bit Tetris um, at times. But apart from that, it was it was it was easy to get down and around um, to the sun voyager in the harbour.
1: Yeah and and the other thing we should mention there is is although I mean you look you couldn't sprint you you had to walk carefully oh, but okay. you, there, w- there was never a point where you felt like you were going to fall over as AJ said the other thing to to really sort of point out as well is that when you get into the center of town um it's all ice free they've made sure yeah. that that is completely cleared for tourists and locals and things like that and again they do an amazing job to make sure that there's no chance that that's going to happen you know they yeah. really go above and beyond uh to make sure it's completely clear and 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 it was yeah very welcome considering that is not what the uk does at all
0: <laughs> it was very clean like one thing i was shocked at um in comparison to obviously where where we live um we are susceptible to snow sometimes and one thing um that's quite big in the uk and probably in other countries as well is grit Um, So we have these big trucks that spray like this sandy, salty mixture uh, on our roads and pavements um, in order to help um, things not become icy. And the problem with grit is it becomes really slushy, um, particularly if the ice melts and then refreezes. And it looks really yucky. Uh, It looks it's really unsightly. Um, and it gets all in your shoes and things like that. I was kind of expecting that in Reykjavik, that everything was going to be covered in the, in this grit, in this sandy salt. Not one speck of grit. It was, the roads were so clean. The pavements were so clean. There was no slush. There was no shite. It was amazing. And I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they just have the world's best snow plows. Um, but the fact that there was no grit, was, was really fascinating for me.
1: I wouldn't say it was fascinating. I would say it, it was just a welcome surprise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, there's, there's nothing worse than trying to tap your shoes because of all the yucky grit uh, when you're in Scotland. But anyway, um, yes. So after we went to the uh, harbour, we walked up to the harbour. Eh, we ended up doing the one museum. It was so hard because our time was so short we only really had time to do one meaningful museum and particularly because of christmas as well we had to do a little bit of planning not just with our sites but with restaurants as well because we had to make sure they were open um so the saga museum was open christmas eve so we ended up going there and i have to say it was it was a weird museum but it was an awesome museum i loved it
1: yeah i thought it was really good i mean it's very comprehensive it's done with um like statues um kind of like a madame two swords type thing only no celebrities um and yeah they they sort of you you have a uh, one of those audio guides that sort of takes you through and you go to the next one and uh the the next scene sort of paints the picture of what you're looking at and everything like that so it was it it was very comprehensive um a little bit depressing because it does go into some of the uh the very brutal elements of of, um Uh, of people being killed for for various reasons um, over conflicts and religion and and things like that and being witches and all that sort of jazz. So, yeah, that that it, it is very good. It's just very. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend probably a little kid going to it. I think I think a little kid might get a bit freaked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think as well with with the utmost love and respect for the museum. The um the the, the figures are a little bit dated. Uh, which i think adds a little bit more to the vibe of the museum um but yeah some of some of the um the models and stuff were probably done in the 90s um so they're looking a little bit worth for wear so the haggard witches are looking maybe 10% hag more haggard than they are probably intended to be um and yeah there's some very uh dramatic scenes a, I think there's one where a guy's lying on the floor trying to save himself from having his head chopped off. Um, and then there's a woman, um, I can't remember the the story, but it was something along the likes of some people were trying to invade her village. So she exposed her breasts in order to save the village. Um, so there's a yeah a dramatic figurine of, of a woman um, pulling her top down tunic down um so yeah maybe maybe not the best for under 12s maybe um but the stories were were really fascinating and it gave you a true idea of how iceland came to be and a lot of the the lore um and a lot of the stories and stuff hence why it's called the saga museum um so yeah it was it was a really meaningful 45 minutes for sure
1: yeah And we got to meet, uh, was it Rosie?
0: It was Rosie. The museum had a dog. The museum had a boxer dog called Rosie, and she just walked around the museum, and she was awesome, and she was so well-behaved. So, yes, that was an extra park, an extra free park to the museum was Rosie the dog. Um, We didn't do it, but there is a section as well where at the end of the the museum um, by the gift shop, it's free. You can actually go and dress up in like Viking related things. Um, So you can put Viking helmets on and fake swords and shields and stuff and get your photographs and stuff if you want. Um, And and all that stuff, um, we didn't do it. Um, But yes, there is the option to do that as well. So Saga Museum, it was a really unique, um, different experience um, rather than just going into a museum and looking at stuff, and then just reading about it, um, which is still really useful. But it was really nice just being able to walk around and and listen to the to the stories.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think that's a good place to uh, to have a break. Um, when we come back, we will be talking uh, a bit more about um, our experiences of the seventy two hours that we were there, and yeah. I, I I I think we've done well this time, AJ. I, I think we've actually stayed on on actual track for the for the first time in God knows how long.
0: I know. Right, let's take a quick break and we will get straight back into what we did on Christmas Day.
1: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the time you've been waiting for. You've sat through sub crawls. You've sat through weeks of us not doing podcasts and us going away over Christmas, but it's finally back. It is back. It is Al's bite-sized wiener.
0: I expected a round of applause. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, where's my round of applause?
0: (laughs) Oh, we love your weenie. So many fans of your weenie.
1: Yes. Well, you should all be massive fans of my weenie. I I am. Um, So... Some of you might be a little bit disappointed with the Iceland episode of of, uh, of Al's bite Size weenie. The reason being is there is no golden weenie. What? Yes. Why? <laughs> oh God. Okay. Controversial. The food in Iceland is very good. It is consistently good. From the takeout that we had on the first night that we were there to the restaurant food that we had to the christmas dinner buffet it is consistently good there is nothing there though that i had that blew me away enough to give a golden weenie and i think that if i'm not blown away i shouldn't just be giving it out for the sake of it because it's it's not fair to to our loyal listeners that uh you know have sat through me coming up with this silly idea but I, I actually genuinely want to to make sure that I'm if I liked it you you know I liked it I'm not just sugarcoating this for bullshit reasons for a podcast I'm doing this for because I genuinely believed it so while the food is excellent it is brilliant food and you will definitely enjoy it it is pricey mm. Iceland is just pricey Let, let's let's just be completely honest here it's not cheap at all uh we'll go into that in a bit but Yeah, the food is just very good. Um, I'd like to give a couple of shout outs though um, Mm -hmm. to Lebowski's Bar and uh, is it In Stock? In Stock? Oh,
0: Einsturk. Einsturk. The Bar.
1: Yes, those two bars were great places to have a drink. We did have food at Lebowski's and again, it was very, very good. Uh, but just atmosphere in Iceland um, is really chilled. So, you know, the waiters will just come up every few minutes and just sort of go, do you want another drink? Like, it's very chilled out. They're not trying to rush you out the door. If you wanted to sit there and just have a have a drink and just watch the world go by, you can certainly do that. And that seems to be their culture of just, you know, just if there's, there's no rushing um, of getting you out the door and things like that. Um, I would also like to say just uh, for... Um, bars and things like that. We didn't go into this one, but I did find a bar that's called Bastard. Um, (laughs) I don't know whether they've done that ironically and just named it that just purely for laughs or whether it's, it means something in, in Icelandic. Um, But it did make me laugh. So yeah, (laughs) if you're ever in Reykjavik, go to Bastard and you can tell me what it's actually like and whether it's just genuinely a lot of people yelling at you as you, as you walk in the door. But um, as far as bars I went to, those two were fantastic. Um, and yeah, that is, that is Al's bite-sized wiener. No, no golden weenie. I, yeah. I feel weird.
0: <laughs> you feel weenie-less. weenie-less.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's... I
0: think that I, yeah, I, Icelandic food wasn't, wasn't wow for sure. Um, however, there are some things that I would like to mention. Um, I did love the on Christmas Eve, Lebowski's, um, so uh, they have another thing, um, they have these big screens, these big projector screens, um, and they were putting on Christmas movies. So when we were there, <coughs> excuse me, uh, they were just finishing national lampoon christmas vacation and then there was home alone so when you were saying about they're not really you know trying to turn the tables or anything like that we we just sat there with our cocktails and our beers and we watched the whole of home alone (laughs) and obviously there's no sound because it's quite a lively bar but it's it's home alone you you know the plot by now um so there was bits where we were actually speaking the lines um as some sort of like dubbing um over the movie and i have to say that was that was pretty good fun and also what they did at Lebowski's is outside um they did mulled wine so they yeah. did mulled wine in the big soup pots so if you were just walking around and taking in Reykjavik and the Christmas lights over Christmas Eve you could you could just uh pop outside um and get yourself a big mug of mulled wine which i thought was cute also as well um on our christmas dinner um and i have to say these were borderline addictive was the icelandic leaf bread
1: oh yeah that was amazing that really was
0: um i need to learn how to make them it's kind of like part bread part cracker um and they are so good they are so moorish um, so that was one of the Icelandic foods um that I found during the trip. Um, and I have to say, yeah, they were they were so Moorish. They were like, oh my god, just thinking about them, I just like ah. Um, so yeah. And the final thing um I have to say it was really super cheesy that we did um on the trip. I have no regrets, was when you're in Iceland, you know, I kind of wanted to go to an ice bar so <laughs> so we went to the ice bar uh it's called magic magic iceland um so we went to the ice bar um in in town and uh, we got to sit on the ice throne um and take photos in you know all these ice sculptures and stuff like that um and i have to say that that it was very cheesy it was very touristy but i have no regrets no regrets no
1: no neither do i i uh I sat on my throne proudly, and um, I rule with an iron fist, as I as as I told you.
0: And uh, I've actually put it on Instagram. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, please feel free to do it. Um, there was actually someone in the ice bar um, from Hong Kong, and she uh, did a drawing of us. Um, and she had like her little watercolors and everything, and did a sketch of me and Al. Um, and then showed us it afterwards um, and let us take photographs of it, uh, which was very kind. Um, so, as well as having, you know, obviously our, our our personal photographs and things like that, it was it was very special to get uh, a copy of a of a, a painting and a drawing that someone did of us, which was so cute.
1: Yeah, no, it was lovely. And and I need to stress, she's not employed by the um, uh, Magic uh, Magic Iceland. She was a <laughs> guest there, just doing uh doing yeah, her own you- thing.
0: Guest there and that's her thing she she apparently because obviously we got talking um she loves traveling and um yeah she she loves doing little little sketches um in this little book of all her travels and stuff like that um and it's really cute um so yes uh there was no charge it wasn't a tourist scam or anything it was just genuinely someone doing uh, a wee sketch and a drawing and, and showed us it. um for no no gain or anything like that um, so, yeah, that was what we did Christmas Eve. Can we please talk about Christmas Day now? Because it was the best Christmas Day in my entire life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we can talk about it. Okay.
0: Christmas Day like this again. So tell me about it. Let right. me relive it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to be absolutely jealous, okay? We had, if you think you had a good Christmas, we win, right? I don't care what you did. We win. We went to the Sky Lagoon. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, that's just the Blue Lagoon. No, it's not. The Sky Lagoon is newer. The Sky Lagoon is adults only. And the Sky Lagoon is closer to Reykjavik. It's 15 minutes to be exact on the bus. So that's what we did. Now for this amazing experience, we had to do the transfers. So, you do get picked up by the shuttle bus again, taken to the bus station, bus station to the um, Sky Lagoon. However, being 15 minutes or so, it's, you know, pretty easy journey. Um, you're not really that stressed about it. However, the price you pay for all this is about £230 for two people. That is for the Sky package which includes your transfers, access to the lagoon itself, and also there is a uh, ritual that you can go through, uh, which AJ will go into a bit more detail in a minute. We also spent about £55 on drinks, which includes sort of three beers and three mimosas. So again, not the cheapest at all, and you get them you can just swim up to the bar and just scan your, your 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 credit cards linked to your little bracelet that you're wearing and things like that. I've got to say the lagoon itself, spectacular. It would have been mm-hmm. spectacular on any other day. This was Christmas fucking day. We were sitting yeah. there, having a few drinks, watching the sun set at about what? What was it? Three thirty, two thirty, three thirty in the uh, yeah, in the afternoon?
0: Three thirty, yeah.
1: It was reasonably busy, but they obviously have a capacity limit, so that way it's not too um, uh, crowded. We were able to go anywhere we wanted in the lagoon. Um, You could go to the the edges of it. You could go. There was a waterfall. There's seats around it, like seats in the water and everything like that. It was unbelievable. I could not have ever wished for a better Christmas of being in a – you know, uh, a heated, basically a volcanic heated pool for a couple of hours, swimming up to a bar that's giving me drinks and just chilling out and relaxing in the water. Top that. Come on, somebody top that. But (laughs) there was also the ritual that I did uh, very briefly mention, which AJ is going to go into now. And this part's a little bit more... uh, how, what's, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It it is good, but it's I, I don't know. I don't know whether I'll let you. Exp, I'll let you explain it.
0: <laughs> right. I'll explain it, and then you can kind of gather your thoughts. So the yeah. so the one. So as you said, there are different packages. So you could do a package which is the cheapest that you can just go straight into the lagoon, and that's it. Um, the Sky package, as well as the Ritual, it also comes with private changing rooms. So uh, we were able to get one each if we wanted to. We ended up sharing, but the changing rooms have um, their own private sink and their own private shower um, because they um, they ask you to shower nude um, ahead of you going in the lagoon. Um, the guy who takes you to to like the the changing area and things like that um they clearly pick the most uh, beautiful people to do this so this guy looks like he bathes in the lagoon every day and does his ritual every day um and he he just looked like thor um and you really do hope that you will look like that when you come out S- sadly you don't um but you know can no, i, kind of dream. I,
1: I, I i was still sucking in my beer gut but just just look just looking at that man i had to suck in my beer gut and be like yep yep i'm just as fit as you
0: yeah um so uh yeah once once you're kind of showered and things like that and you and you get into the lagoon um you can you can chill for as long as you want um And then you can start the ritual whenever you want. So as Al says, you get these kind of these rubber Fitbit style wristbands. Um, So you get a gold one, which is the one that they um, assign to your credit card. So you can you can pay for drinks at the bar. Um, And then you also get a black one, which shows that you can do the ritual. Um, So it's seven steps. You can take as long or as short as you want we took about 25 minutes to do it all um, so once you get out of the lagoon you you have to do the cold plunge um we're we're quite familiar from previous adventures to um like scandinavian sauna experiences um where you go into the sauna and then you uh, do a cold plunge or you pour freezing cold water on yourself and then go back in so this wasn't entirely new to us um but people were going in and screaming because you you have to completely dunk yourself in um and yeah i did see some people like try and dip their toe in and go ah it's too cold and they have um security there so they're like no you have to do the entire plunge um otherwise you, you can't progress to the next step And when we went in, we just literally went straight in, went, Dook! and then came out. And they were so shocked. They were like, You've done this before. Um, so if you are gonna do do the ritual um at the Sky Lagoon, the cold plunge is cold. It is cold.
1: Oh, oh my God.
0: But you, 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 you go in, you dunk and out. Um I actually put my head underwater. Um I actually did the 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 full duke. Um, I think some people only go like to their belly button because it's quite cold. Um, But no, I did the full thing. Um, And then once you do that, you go into the sauna and the sauna has the most incredible view of the Atlantic Ocean. So unlike the so the Blue Lagoon. is is on like a lava field so when you're soaking um you apparently look through all like the the lava flows the old lava flows and stuff like that the sky lagoon um is an infinity lagoon and it looks over the atlantic ocean um and those views are all around so when you're in the sauna um you just see the the atlantic ocean it is it is just absolutely stunning and as you said al because of the time of day and the lighting and things like that it was like kind of going more and more orange um throughout time at the lagoon so yeah it was really beautiful um and then after the sauna um you do a cold mist um so it's um yeah it's 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 like going through a sprinkler um loads and loads of sprinklers so you go through that and then you get um your body scrub and I have to say the portions you get of the buddy scrub because they're on like little little pots uh, for you to put on yourself um they are so generous i genuinely thought when they said a scrub like you would get like the the tiniest little bit like a teaspoon's worth uh you probably get six or seven tablespoons worth of scrub it's it's a generous portion and it's enough for you to put all over your body um you're not allowed to put it on your face because it's too harsh um but Yeah, it was it was um, like even when we did our bodies with our pots, like there was still leftovers. Um, So there was that. um, And then once you've done, uh, you're all scrubbed up and you've got your scrub on, you go into a steam room. And then after that, you um, go into a a normal tepid shower, um, wash yourself off, wash your scrub off, and then you can go back in the lagoon um so yes um it is oh my god my skin was incredible it was such a treat i don't know if i would do it again but because it was christmas day and we wanted to do something special um it was totally worth it for me but i don't know if i would do it again just because i think the novelty would wear off if i did it again um
1: yeah yeah yeah. I, i i agree i i sorry you go
0: no no i just said yeah that's my dick
1: oh okay um yeah i i agree with you with the ritual i think it's it's brilliant the the first time you do it i think if you did it every time you went it, w- it the novelty would would wear off pretty quickly um i think the the lagoon itself really does just sort of sell itself It 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 is really really comfortable There's lots of rocks everywhere where you can kind of lean on if you need to. Obviously, it's not super deep, so you can walk in it quite comfortably. Well,
0: it's about it was about titty height. It was it was yeah it was it was about it was about titty height. Um,
1: And how tall are you? Because no one no one that, that that doesn't give anybody any context.
0: Five five seven five eight I think last time last time I checked my height um so yeah it's probably it's probably about five foot um five foot deep I would say
1: yeah yeah but it's as I said before there's there's sort of seating all around the place um there's obviously yeah you can walk around there's waterfalls and things like that where you can get photographs and all that sort of thing lots of people taking photographs um we we had to stop and laugh at these girls that had like tripods out trying to get these perfect Instagram photos and we're just sort of laughing our asses off going, you're only really here for two hours because you, you you do book your slot. Yeah. And you're spending the entire time not even focusing on the lagoon. You're just focusing on this fucking tripod and trying to get a photo of yourself in a fucking lagoon. Like, honestly, just enjoy the experience. And and that's that's the other thing I would say is you can take your phone in a little waterproof little pouch or something like that, mm-hmm. But don't let that dominate your entire day. You're only there for two and a bit hours, maybe max. You, you know, your you, you transfers. I think it, it was about it was about two hours, wasn't it?
0: Uh, we spent about two hours. So there isn't a set time limit, um, but they do recommend about two hours because otherwise you're going to be really pruny. Yeah. Yeah, it, there isn't there isn't like a lot to do apart from just to sit and soak and chill. Um, So I didn't feel particularly rushed in the two hours. I actually felt very relaxed. Um, But yeah, I think, um, yeah, two hours is enough.
1: It's, it's more than enough. And it, it, but as I said, enjoy the experience. Don't, don't actually just focus on your phone and things like that. You know, it's, it's, this is a once-in-a-lifetime for a lot of people. I mean, if, if you live in Reykjavik, maybe this isn't a once-in-a-lifetime and you were just there for the day. But, you know, the, these were clearly tourists and a lot of them were trying to, yeah, spend like 25, 30 minutes just legitimately just taking as many photos as they possibly could to, and then just checking the phone and then going, no, 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 we need another one. And it's like you're not even enjoying this experience. You are just trying to get something for your Instagram and – I, look, Do you I know, know
0: I said, I, well, sorry. Do you know that there's actually regulations on uh, taking videos and photographs in the Sky Lagoon? There's actually regulations on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say that the, there was that, um, uh, well, he's called a lifeguard, but let's be honest, he's there for security. And he actually told these girls to take down their... You know, they got a few photos and things like that, but then they started taking videos and they started getting really sort of like filming a lot of people trying mm. to get these like, you know, panning shots and things like that. And this guy had to come up and just go, look, put your shit away. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? It's, it's, that's sort of what I was leading up to of, of, yeah. He went, you,
0: through, you, the he went through their phone and made them delete the footage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they don't have permission to film the the people that are there you know the, yeah. these people are in their bathing suits for for christ's sake you know you, do, you don't really want to appear on someone's video that could appear on instagram so yeah. that they don't want to get sued so therefore yeah <laughs> you can take a few photos you can take a video but be you know be respectful of of the people that are there and and just enjoy the experience is, is probably what i'm trying to say
0: yeah or you can be totally disrespectful as uh, like what i did so um those those group of people um the way where they were in the sky lagoon there was like a rock formation or whatever that you could kind of get up on um so i ended up singing part of your world to you <laughs> <laughs> part of yeah. Your world. yeah uh because it, it yeah the like the the tick and things like that it, it looked like they were trying to recreate it um one thing um because yeah, we didn't take our phones, um, partially because we wanted to be in the moment, but also as you said, pe- people are in their their swimming costumes, and you know, that's just rude. Um, but what was I going to say? I've just lost what my train of thought. <laughs>
1: well, that's good that's... for a podcast. I
0: know. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's go back. Part of your world, uh, photographs.
1: Oh, I really forgot what I was going to
0: say. <laughs> um, oh, I'm just right, lost I'll... in the. Yeah, I was thinking about all the. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking <laughs> about all the calming waters and the the spa. It's like, oh, take me back. Um, yeah, that was the one thing I was going to say is um, when I was booking the Sky Lagoon. Obviously, they have the adverts and the stock footage, and you find in a lot of these places they. It can exaggerate uh the experience that you're gonna have. Um, I have to say at the Sky Lagoon, it is exactly what it is. Like yeah. the the steam, the steam rolling off the water as it, you know, cascades over the infinity pool to the Atlantic Ocean, and you know, it, it is all exactly like what it is on the stock footage. So don't worry about not being able to not capture the moment because the stock, the, the stock footage on their website is a hundred percent. it. there is the only difference is there's, I think there's 120 people's max capacity they have. So imagine mm. another a hundred, potentially 119 people there that that is the only difference. Um. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you were worried about, you know, try to capture the moment or whatever, just use the stock footage online. Cause it's exactly the same.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well that sadly uh brings us to the end of our trip to um to Iceland. Um mm-hmm. w- the only other thing I'll talk about is um the flight back which was delayed heavily. Um thank you very much uh Orange airline. Mm-hmm. Um but uh getting there is quite challenging as we said. Uh it's the same when you're going back. It's it's no no easier if I'm being honest, and especially when your airline um, is unreliable mm. um, at best. Um, yeah, overall, I I think it's I think it's a wonderful place. Would love to go back and do like the Golden Circle tour because um, we didn't yeah, uh, obviously time. Ta- what? Yeah, yeah, beans. I know we're getting to that. Okay. <laughs> Um yeah I think overall we'll um yeah I'd lo- I'd love to do things like that um rather than just the the very quick 72 hours but um that leads us nicely even though I got interrupted halfway through my uh you know little little monologue um into meow, meow beans so since you're so enthusiastic AJ I think you should go first Well
0: you did say so you've alluded to take me back someday so I'm thinking that's where you're going with this is take me back someday.
1: This is, this is your time to talk, not mine.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going to say take me back someday. And the reason being is for the exact same stuff that you've mentioned before. So I would love to go back and do the golden circle tour. I would love to go back in summer and experience the midnight sun. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Um, so yeah, take me, take me back someday. Uh, meow, meow beans. Even taking Christmas out of it and the fact it was a really special trip because it was Christmas, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a mm-hmm. four, Myanmar beans. I thought the people were so friendly. Um, the It was a really chilled vibe. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, Reykjavik is an absolutely beautiful capital city. It's very, very small, but what, you know, is still packed with culture, packed with really friendly people. Um yeah. I would say four out of five, take me back someday.
1: Um, I'm exactly the same. Um as you alluded to, I was probably going to be going down that road anyway. I would say four um uh, meow, meow, meow Beans and um take me back someday. The only thing, because I completely 100 percent agree with everything you just said as well as as the reasons why. The only other thing I would add to that is um in particular on the friendliness when i went to a um it was a it was a restaurant in the morning we went for um sort of a late breakfast early lunch Mm -hmm. and um i'd not tried a icelandic beer at this point um Mm -hmm. and we walked into this sort of uh restaurant things like that and and the guy was really nice and uh we sort of looked at the beers we didn't know which one to sort of for me to try and things like that and he was really nice about it he goes I prefer this one it's a really nice beer let me know what you think and I think that pretty much sums up the people of of Iceland they're, they're just you know they want they, they genuinely make an effort with you and they want to know whether you enjoyed what they've just recommended you know they're not just doing it out of politeness they're doing it because they they genuinely ha- are wanting to have a conversation with you and I think that's very rare when you're travelling is is normally you get people that are just sort of you know I oh, I'll talk to you because I have to no 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 i i i i, I slander people just you know they they're very much like okay let's have a chat you know and and that would be probably the thing i would i would um yeah take away if if you're ever going to to Reykjavik just don't don't be afraid to have a chat with them they they are lovely people just to to sit and chill with
0: yeah, and uh, I've I've just remembered actually. Um, we went to I think the shop was called Icelandic Memories, and um, they had some beautiful watercolor um pictures. Um, if you've listened to the gifting episode, you'll know that I sometimes love to pick up like art and things like that
1: for the house. And- sometimes, sometimes you say. <laughs> sometimes.
0: Uh, and in the shop when I when I bought them, um. The shop owner or the or the person running the shop, I believe is the owner, she'd made, she'd like homemade cookies and chocolate truffles and I'd like bagged them all up. So all the customers would get like this little bag of homemade goodies. And it was so cute. Was, there was there was no cost there was no hindrance it was just oh it's christmas you're you're here over the festive season you're you're picking up a, a couple of like a5 prints here you go here's some cookies that i made last night and some chocolate truffles i've had rolled oh it was just so adorable um before we go um there is one thing i want to mention i think it's very important and it is the most important hack when you're going to iceland for the love of god before you get on your flight to Iceland, bring alcohol. Alcohol is so expensive. Uh, the cocktails I was having were like 18, 16 to 18 pound per cocktail. That's fair enough because it was a treat trip and we weren't particularly doing this on a budget because it was our Christmas trip, but I would highly recommend at least bringing, uh, a couple of bottles of wine um obviously within your duty-free limit to Iceland um because it is um a lot cheaper doing it that way than trying to buy stuff in the shops uh similar to Scandinavian countries they have um like alcohol shops which are separate to supermarkets um and the opening times can be quite hit and miss so I would say do that if you know you're planning on coming and you want to have a few drinks, um, do that just to to put your your mind at ease.
1: Very good advice. Um, yes, 80% tax they have on alcohol. So that should give you a bit of a clue.
0: But if you do want to pick up Icelandic stuff, pick it up on the way back. So we got um we got a really nice um Icelandic vodka. Um and it was £20 um, at duty-free coming back to the UK. So so you could do it that way if you want to sample local Icelandic drinks um, on a bit of a budget. But that is yes. everything for me.
1: Yes, well, that brings us sadly to the end of another podcast. Thank you, as always, for uh, supporting us and, and listening to us ramble on for 45 minutes to an hour. I don't even know what it is this time um obviously follow us on all our social media and please set notifications on to when we upload because we are very sporadic and you never know when we're gonna upload something aj where what is the next episode
0: do you know what we're finally gonna do it i think we need to do the vienna episode
1: oh oh okay your favorite city in the world. Okay, I yep, let's do it. I don't know
0: it. how it's gonna work. I don't know how many different episodes we're gonna do on Vienna, um, but it's it's gonna be the it's gonna be the first of probably several over the duration of the podcast because we we do go a couple of times. We went twice last year, Um we've already got a plan trip to, um, in August uh, because I may or may not be seeing um, Taylor Swift. I don't know if you've heard of her. Uh, so uh, I'm going to see Taylor Swift in August in Vienna. Uh, so, yes, we will probably do many episodes, but this will be the first one. I think it is time. Our listeners have probably been, wait, been waiting for this episode. So, yes, we will finally do an episode on Vienna.
1: Brilliant. Okay, well, that's it from us. Uh, please, uh, as I said, listen to us. Um next time and and everything like that. And we will continue to be the voices in your head.